Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the AI Train with Tim and Leanne. Of course, this week, um, we've got big news and OpenAI have launched the GPT store finally. So we've been talking about this a little bit in the past, but if you're not familiar with what the GPT store is, basically, uh, with some advancements they made late last year by allowing you to generate and create your own chat GPT sort of instances, which you can train up yourself. Um, they've also had this thing called the GPT store. It's been touted since then, but it's only been launched on the 10th of Jan. And it's, it's an interesting space at this point. Leanne, have you had much to do with it at all? I haven't yet. Um, I kind of, I think it, it sounds cool in theory, but I'm still not a convert to it. Um, I think because I feel like from when we've had conversations about it in the past, it pretty much looks looks and feels the exact same way as ChatGPT. just generally, just someone slapped some sort of label on it and saying you can only ask questions on this topic. But really, you open up a new chat in ChatGPT and you can do the exact same thing. So I'm still, I haven't really played around with it myself just because, yeah, it hasn't been a massive draw card it sounds cool in theory but i'm still trying to work out how it benefits over just yeah asking general questions in a chat <laughs> yeah okay and let's let's break that down because there's, there's probably a few questions there that other people have got that are very similar so um log into chat gpt you go to the you know left hand side we've got your menu bar there's a thing now a button that says explore gpts of course you click that and you can look at look at a, a big list of public gpts that are available for you to be able to look at or to use. And, and it, it has had that for a little while. Like they've had a, a little bit of a explore button and you can go see a few that the, the uh, actual ChatGPT team had created like a DALI one and one that'll do like, um, you know, talk about plant care and assistance and and like some video game kind of board game stuff. And, you know, it is just a, a tech support advisor, which, um, you know, it, handy for if you're going to plug your... Um, your old crappy tech that your, your folks have got into because you, know, you want you don't know how that that works it's, it's kind of a nice um just smattering of ideas about what it would um produce but now with the gpt store open it's kind of you know they've opened the plethora and the floodgates are really open there are just like hundreds and hundreds of these things being created of course um i don't actually know what the current user base of open ai is or, or chat gpt is right now but it's the new hotness so of course everyone's creating them and what the Explore tab does now is gives you kind of a a, a featureful set of trending uh, GPTs that people have used. And when when this first came out, wow, there's some really crappy stuff up there. Like I found one that was just called Books, and the idea of it was to be able to search for books that you might like to read, or you can give it a like a book title and go, hey, I've read this, I'd like something similar. Um, but when I was using that in its first instance, and as they first came out, I went and did a few spot tests where I'd go, okay, into the books one and say, tell me about books that I'd like to read. Um, I've just been reading the book from Ben Elton called Time and Time Again. It's historical fiction. Love it. Won't go into it. But I put that into the um, into the, the, the books GPT and asked it, hey, I like this. Is there anything else you could recommend? And it gave me five or six recommendations. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then I went, hang on a second. I just opened up a standard chat GPT instance and went, uh, okay, I've been reading this. Can you uh, recommend a few more? Identical, identical response. It didn't have any different, and there's no, there's no difference in training or anything other than, you know, it wasn't, didn't say books in the corner. It said chat GPT. So th there are some of these things which will be not so useful. 
But the more useful ones are the ones where they've gone and, and actually added custom actions to them as well. Now, I talked about custom actions a little while ago. What they really are is that you can say, hey, ChatGPT, I'd like you to do these kinds, kinds of things. And then it can go off to some other system, whether it be Canva or it might be your Gmail or it could be it's, you know, something else that you've got out there configured and get it to go and actually perform an action. Um, or it can go get some information from somewhere else and, and pull that back in. And that's really where the more advanced ones have started coming through. So I've, so I've been playing with the Canva one in the last couple of days. Um, and it's now currently the top curated featured one right now. Um, and it's kind of almost an extension of what Canva's done in their own tool anyway, where you can you can click it and then say, I'd like a poster um, about an online store's seasonal sale as an example. And that's one of the, the demos there. And it'll be like, hey, really excited to bring that. Um, can you tell me what are you, what are you uh, promoting? What kind of thing are you selling? Um, and you just give it a few things like I can type in, I'm selling a kettle and then it'll go, Hey, I want to talk to, uh, Canva. Can I, am I allowed to do that? And you can say, yep, do it this once time, one time, or yep, I'd like to do it forever. Um, and then it'll go off and talk to the chat GPT plugin that Canva has kind of built on their end and go and do a thing. So they're, they're kind of combining their own, uh, AI functions into chat GPT, which is kind of cool. So you can get, you, you immediately come back with a, a couple of examples in this case, like I was, I said, you might be selling a kettle and it'll be like, it'll give you some fake examples of some things you could, you could, or some posters that you could do for to selling these kettles really quite, quite handy. Uh, click a button, it takes you or click on one of the images, it takes you into Canva with that already open. If you're already logged into Canva, you can then just go and edit that, that poster raw. Now that is a really good use of a chat GPT stored yes. GPT out there. But yeah, everything from that all the way down to just, it's no different, but as you said, it's just a logo, a, a logo or an image or some of the type of thing just slapped in on top of it. Maybe it's had a read of four or five websites and they've said, go off and do things, but you can't, you can't just limit it to that, that function. You could, I could go into the books one. I'll do it right now. You can go into the books one and I could still say, um, you know, hey, um, what's the weather like in Japan? And it's going to be like, oh, hey, yeah, you know, the weather in Japan, um, that's kind of cool. I mean, it, it tries to kind of guide you down to the, oh, no, actually, we're talking about books. Can we talk about books? And I'm just going to just say, no, tell me the weather. And it'll just go off and tell me the weather. So I, I've... Um, oh, okay, in the books one. It's just overriding it, yeah. It, it looks like they've actually got it. it it's, it's made it more slightly advanced, and it just says, "Sorry, I'm not equipped to provide current weather. I can, um, I can certainly suggest a book in Japan if you want, if you or a book on Japan if you'd like one." So they've obviously made it slightly more advanced, or, or at least they've they've tightened it up a little bit and given it some rails. But um, you know, it's often the results of these are not any better than you know, you're just using GPT anyway. Am I concerned of that? If just everyday person who is just fumbling their way through creating a GPT, like I, like, okay, I'm a non-techie person. I try to, to create a GPT and I got very confused in the process. Um, so like, I mean, we're all fumbling our way through, but I mean, I'm just, you're concerned, you know, some people go, oh yeah, this has been created by this person who you have no idea who they are, what their qualifications are, whether they even know what they're doing when they built it. Uh, so you're relying, I mean, look, the Canva one, at least, you know, they've been playing around with AI. So they, 
they probably have a bit of a handle. Obviously, they have a team who would know a little bit more about what they're doing. I, I think that's that's what kind of gets me. I would be more likely if I was to look at a GPT, I would be, all right, what are some brands I recognise? Still no guarantees that's going to be quality. Um, but there's obviously so many out there and you're like, which ones do I see as being reliable, have got the right sources? It it's pretty much goes back to what we always say and just do your own research because, once again, you're relying on what someone else has put in, what they think is quality. Um, and if you're in a different country, for example, you may want different references than what's been put in. But, yeah, that's just another thought too. Yeah, and there's, there's, there's like, you're absolutely right with the kind of like who's created it, where's it come from? Like there's a, one called the Academic Assistant Pro by Kevin Ivory. Now, Kevin might be an academic tutor. He might be a guy who can, you know, he's the, the world's most greatest efficient professor that ever existed. You know, Einstein would be in, in awe of him. Or he might be a bum on the street who just happens to also have access to the internet. You know, so like you can't, I, I can't, I can't tell you that he's any of any sort of quality, or I can't say from my own experience whether it's any good or not. There's one here called Copywriter GPT, and that's because that's in our wheelhouse, uh, Leanne. Then this one's Copywriter GPT by Adrian. Good. That you can't even look up his website. That's that you can't even look up the website or, or, or go. All right, who who is this Adrian? Like what's nope. their expertise why should i trust their gpt over someone else's that's yep yeah that's 100 correct like you can't you can't i i have no idea and then ironically kevin ivory has also created uh one called the all-round writer who is a professional writer oh, okay so how's that different to the copywriter gpc one or the essay writer one that's about three steps down from that or you know there's one called humanizer pro which is all about writing text um you know so the the trick here is that like if you find one that you like and you like to work with it great if if it's working for you fantastic but you know do do a couple of checks on against normal gpt um to see whether it's even worth doing we also I should stress here too the gpt store and custom gpts are only for gpt uh, so people who pay for openai chat gpt they're not yet available in the free version as far as i'm aware and if they are um, i'm incredibly wrong and I'm sorry about that, but as far as I'm aware, that, that it's only um, for people who've actually got like the paid instances of ChatGPT. But like, there are some there are some really cool ones that I've seen out there. Um, you know, there's one that's called RizGPT. It's all about like dating and and um, you know making dating easier. There's like video game ones that uh, where apparently it at least tries to get you to, to play as the story as a character, and it tries to like craft this world around you as a, as you're a character i had to play with it not the greatest but still you know there's these sort of like slightly out of the box sort of thoughts about how to use this kind of stuff and i think it will eventually grow but right now you know there's a million and one gpts out the wazoo on this thing one of the things i do find did find interesting was that sometimes you'll go into one of these these gpts that have been created and it'll be like here's a list of GPTs that we've created. So you actually go to the GPT and the very first thing it just spills out to you is like, here's 35 other GPTs that you should know about. Um, and they've, they've, they've literally been created by the same people who've created this, this big list of things. Or there's just people are just, just creating list, listing GPTs. So they're just, all they're doing is just exposing you to the different types of GPTs that are around there without you having to use the search. Because of course, if you just type into the search productivity, there's about a billion of them. Um, 
that yeah. have all sorts of different functions that have all sorts of different purposes. Like I just typed it in and it just it gives me, you know, 10 straight away, everything from Microsoft 365 experts to ultra productive intelligent agents um, and assistants and a financial planner apparently. Okay, great. Um, again, please don't trust uh, GPT with your financial data. Um, that's probably not worth it at all uh, or anything personal really. Um, but I mean, that's one thing I should mention is that with this, these GPTs that people are creating too, um, the person who's created them, there's a little there's a little information button where when it says like, you know, go into the Canva one, it says buy Canva, the little mm. I um, next to it, which you can mouse over, it will say that Canva can't view your chats. It's the an important distinction here. Like none of them can view the things that you put into them unless you allow it. So much like I said with Canva, when I was just said, what, I'm, what am I looking for? I'm looking for a kettle uh, or a poster on a kettle. It comes up and says, do you allow that information to be sent to Canva? Sure. But the risk is you can also hit the allow all and then it, they'll pretty much get the whole chat log um, for them to yeah. do whatever they want with, whatever the tool is that they've got plugged into that. So from a security perspective, yeah, just be, just be wary of what you're putting into these things and where they're going, especially if, if it's asking you to allow to be able to connect to another system because OpenAI don't control that system and you don't control that system. So you don't know what's going where at that point. Um, really only it'll be what's what your prompt was, what, what's in the chat log. But then there's also some of your information will come across who's asking for it, you know, what what, what type of account do you have, that kind of thing as well. So just be just be wary that it, it's existing. Um, and, and this thing is, you know, new and it's still being shaped. And there's, you know, as with anything that's a public system, there will be bad actors out there trying to do nefarious things with people's personal data. So just be be really careful and, and be aware of where you're allowing your stuff to be sent even though it might look like the coolest thing, even with the Canva one, you know, just just you know, have a play with it with something simple first before you start like putting your entire life into it. If it says, like like if right now, if there's something that said, hey, um, we'd like you to connect your Google Drive to, no, I wouldn't be yeah. touching that with a 10-foot pole, let alone um, like my email or, uh, you know, like even my calendar, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother. Um, if it was asking me to try and connect to some system that would also then connect my Google Calendar and I could get it to, I don't know, tell me what my agenda is. I can do that. It's I can just go to my calendar and do that, right? Um, just because it's cool doesn't mean you should use it is what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, I just have an idea of a way that this could be used quite well uh, and basically use it as a marketing tool. Uh, so, for example, say you've written, you've written a book or you have a course and, you know, everyone knows, you know, you give away something for free and then it's a teaser and then people go buy your book or invest in your course. It could be a very good platform for that in terms of, you know, as part of your promotion of your upcoming book or course, you, you know, say, here's my GPT, get a, a taster of what kind of content, ask it questions. It will give you some answers that are extracts from my course or book. And then obviously you could probably train it. So after a certain amount of questions, it just stops giving answers and says, you know, buy the book, invest in the course or or reach out or whatever it is. Uh, I think that would be a really great usage of it. I, I actually saw something similar, um, someone posted in a Facebook group about using it as a, as a marketing tool and, you know, ultimately it has a little sales pitch at the end. Uh, and I think that would be quite useful. Like if people really, well, you know, because people are very unsure about spending money these days, especially if it's, a, you know, a two grand course, 
But if it's something like that, I would, I'd appreciate using it for that purpose, like going and get a sample of it uh, or a sample of, um, you know, okay, so it is a copywriter, you know, they've uploaded all their past blogs and get a sample of the topics they've written about or something. And then, then you, uh, you know, and links to relevant articles that relate to their business as well, that they can then read as a, a you know, example that could work quite well like as part of the marketing process because look ultimately that's what's going to come down to why create a chat gpt uh, sorry a gpt in chat gpt you probably want to eventually make money from it how are you going to do that uh, so otherwise it's cool i've oh, got a gpt and well, i mean you could talk i know you want to talk shortly about the, the money aspect too but sure. is it going to be like a 99 cents per download thing and therefore it's going to take a long time to actually get money uh but if it's actually more of a tool to support the release of something that's overall substance, then I can see the value in that because I would use it to get a taste before I invest. What are your thoughts on that, Tim? Yeah, look, I mean, I suppose the, the, the real question I've got for that kind of stuff is, it, I mean, it all sounds wonderful, but you still have to use it with inside of ChatGPT. You still have to go to ChatGPT. You still have to have an account with GPT yeah. for to be able to use the thing as far as we're at this point. So the it all sounds good if you were if it was a chat client that was sitting on your website sure i i can see where that would be really handy to have that's next step yeah well i mean right now you you can already do that i mean that's something that um you create a um a piece of code that you put on your website with a code builder or a low code no code builder um and you give it the chat gpt or you give it open ai's uh token your token for open ai and it will then um go off and and connect the system together and then so when someone chats into your your little chat prompt box down the side then it can do those kind of things sure you know it, it can start to respond to things and you can give it rails and all the rest of it like you normally would with a, with a built gpt i suppose really what what the, the GPT building system inside of ChatGPT is doing right now, and the fact you can create them yourself is just it, it's it's taking the coding bit away from um, the development of something that you could put out there. Again, like I think the fact that it's still housed inside of inside of ChatGPT's interface that's a thing. Mm. Maybe later on, and wouldn't it be great if um, OpenAI went actually, you know what, we you can now embed your GPTs in something else so you, you create it in chat gpt on your account and then you, you know, with a little tiny bit of code you can just embed it on a website somewhere um, for someone to use then then i can see where that the, the benefit of this kind of stuff is um one of the, the things that I, I had to play with initially was like this there's this beautiful um i think they're called all trails maybe yeah. all trails yeah all trails is a website um that gives you like trail guides and hiking maps and camping spots and that kind of thing they had one and i went like oh i wonder if there's any trails in my area cool we can i can go for a walk or go for a bike ride so i looked at it on gpt and found there they already had one it was one of their featured um gpts on there and i asked it oh you know trails in my area cool just gave it my area and it started it, it took it had a couple of seconds to think about it and it took a bit of time but then it started going like oh here's one and here's another one and here's a third one um what do you think about those ones and i went like cool and then i went hang on is this any different to their website so i went to their website <laughs> and their website is about 95 billion times better than trying to ask chat gpt for some frigging trail guides and map because like immediately i just go type in my my area bam here's 12 
and then click one. Here's the map for that. And here's all like, it's it's purpose built for to be able to show you trails, right? So why they would bother with creating a GPT for their take them platform. away from the website. <laughs> yeah. Well, not even, but not even just take them away. Never start at the website. And you're in, I get it, like as a marketing tool to be able to push your brand and go, oh, that's kind of cool. Cause I did it. I went and did a, a bit of a search through chat or their GPT and then went, actually, maybe I'll have a look at their main website and went there. So if you're talking about just for traffic purposes, sure, I can see that. But it seems like a, it, it's a, it's a very long walk for a very short drink of frigging water, right? Like it's not, it's not, because who in their right mind is going to go, you know what, I'm going to go look at, uh, I'm going to go ask GPT about trails in my area versus you already know the brand. So why would you just not go to the, the website? Yeah. In fact, their website is more performant than what, what OpenAI's website is. One click, bam, type, you, type where you are in and then within a second, you've got, you know, eight or nine, 12, 15, 200, trails in your area i don't know if there's sometimes 200 but um you know it's and like you, you type in three letters and bam it's got your or you know you're, you can hit your button with your city on it immediately um it's just it doesn't it doesn't make sense why they would even bother producing a gpt for just to expose it to the tool cool tech demo cool thing to be able to do but yeah. you know all it was to bring back was a picture and a bit of text about like from the all trails website where you know, with seconds, I can click a button, go to go to Melbourne, go to look at a look at a, um, a trail there, click a map, see photos that other people have taken of the trail, all sorts of stuff like you know, purpose built kind of things. Um, it made it made no sense to me to have there, but if they do allow you to embed this kind of thing in eventually, then great. Yeah, yeah, so definitely, yeah, I'm gonna embed it. That's that's probably what my vision was. Um, because yeah, hundred percent. Otherwise, you. You kind of separating your audience. Hey, you are paid ChatGPT. It's like cool. Then here you get to do this, and then it's like, oh, hang on, <laughs> are you trying to promote ChatGPT for? Um, they really get onto their referral program. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, yes. Sorry, go on. I think you want to talk about the paid aspect of it. Yeah, I was just going to say it's an interesting segue to the paid aspect of it because um, right now uh, the store is available. You can get there. You can go there. Um, but they they always had this sort of well actually they, they never really mentioned it but then like there's lots of lots of conjecture back before Christmas about well obviously once you get there you'll start to be able to earn dollars based on your usage of ChatGPT um, also or at least your building of these these um, little platforms that you're building and then whoever uses them they've launched some sort of revenue program and they've they're, they're doing that right now so um, on OpenAI's own blog introducing the GPT store they mentioned quite. Uh, strongly that uh, builders can earn based on their GPT's usage um, and that in Q1 of this year, 2024, uh, will, that they will launch um, a revenue program. It As a first step, it'll be only US-based builders and it'll be based on user engagement. So how they're tasking that, I don't know. It could be a combination of clicking a button and opening it up. It might, or, you know, just, just getting the, the sheer raw stats on it. Is it you know, one person's used it 25 times in one chat. Is it that they've used it 25 times to do each individual chat? Is it because 35 people got past 10 chats with it? Oh, you know, we, we don't know at this point. So, um, and then that on that other side of it, who knows what it'll, they'll actually, you know, pay out. So um, right now to be able to use OpenAI's 
tokenization system, which is not GPT or ChatGPT in the front end. It's it's the the back end of it all. It's cents in the dollar to be able to to buy one token, and one token doesn't mean one word. Um, it actually it, there's there's a varying degree there, and I'm not going to go into that. It's way too complex at this point. But um, you know, it's still for you to be able to generate a thousand words might cost you you know point zero two five cents um, to be able to generate a thousand words. So if that's the cost, just on a on a simple basis. You know, I can't imagine that that OpenAI are going to be looking to be able to pay out hundreds of dollars of revenue um, or thousands of dollars of revenue to people who've built GPTs. I, I can't. I just can't see it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, that, yeah, I just don't think people are going to make a lot of money from it. But hey, who knows? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, yeah, and we mentioned offline when the rest of the world will get access to it as well. Uh, how that's going to drip out. Hopefully Australia's up towards the top <laughs> to at least, you know, experiment with it. But, yeah, and then people are going to do the whole, you know, like, you know, you see apps on your, your phone, you know, they'll spend five bucks on a freaking fancy coffee, no worries, but $2 just on an app, you're like, oh. <laughs> are people going to think, oh, do I really need to spend the 99 cents or the $2 on that thing? It's, yeah when there's probably plenty of other free ones that people are going to have as well. Uh, I'm interested to see how it all kind of comes about. Like I said, I would definitely be any, if I was to pay for a GPT, it would be from a quality company, but I still. Well, but, but, I still but that's it though. So you're not, you're not paying the company. You're paying yeah. OpenAI to be able to have ChatGPT yeah. for. And then they're paying out the creators of these things based on the use. So if you've got like, if, you, if I created a GPT, I don't know, that it makes images of coffee cups. And for some reason that's like goes gangbusters and people love the frigging thing. And I have a hundred thousand users. They might based on the amount of active users you've got. They might based, it might be on how many uh, for that week, how many uh, chat clients were started for that particular GPT. We don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to see what happens. Watch this space. We'll definitely have another follow-up episode about GPT store uh, for sure. Oh yeah, definitely watch the space. Like it's something that um you know, I might be totally wrong too. They might be like, you know, for every active user we'll give you a dollar. Every unique yeah. act- oh great. If that's the case, fuck no, I'm gonna close my business and sign me up. I'll start creating GPTs like you wouldn't believe. I'll have you know, in, in a week I'll have a thousand of them all giving me a thousand dollars each. Wouldn't that be great? But it's not going to be the case, right? Like that's just, um, you know, that we're just talking about insanity there. But the the reality is this will be cents in the dollar, I think, per user that they might have if they're doing it on active users. If it's based on usage, it'll be even lower um, than per cents in the dollar for that. It'll be, you know, fractions of cents in the dollar <laughs> to, for every single use of it, uh, much like the token system. So um, it's definitely keep, keep an eye on the space, but... Um, you know, exciting things. I still think that they're useless unless they can be embedded or unless they can be taken away from the GPT platform and be put somewhere else. Um, yeah. Because it's a great way to train them, but it's not so great to use if you have to pay 20 bucks a month to be able to have an account to use them. Yes. Yeah, so actually, on that note as well, there's also the Teams accounts being opened up too. So um, to have a teamwork space, and that's $25 a month. Uh, so then you can collaborate, including creating a GPT for your team. So I guess I think we we talked about that in an earlier episode about you know 
creating the intranet type thing and plugging in all your stuff and just having the GPT for internal usage. Uh, I definitely can see the benefit of that. And maybe that's, you know, the internet is just moved over to this kind of platform instead. Uh, but yeah, that's, yeah, lots of, lots of more things to come out this year and it'll all just keep evolving and I'll just keep, uh, like I said, I, I'm just not convinced the GPT store thing is really going to serve me. And I, I'm, still trying to think of ways that I could potentially create one that could serve others. Uh, it, it's it's still, I don't know, I, it would be good to attend some sort of GPT creation training. Maybe I have to look into that and then develop my own that is non, non-techy non people. But I think it's just, yeah, uh, I just want to see it develop a bit more. I'm not one of those people who jumps onto these things straight away. You know, not an innovator. I like to just see how it simmers, it, it pulls, you know, all the bugs are worked out and then I'll, I'll, I'll jump on board. So I'll just, yeah, yeah sure. keep an eye on it for now. One, one thing to note about the the upgrading in plans to, that you can go to the, the team plan from the plus plan. Um, there are some good advantages. So higher messaging caps is a great thing. It's something I'd be interested in. Um, you know, it does, uh, you can create and share GPTs with your entire workspace. I think, you know, you can share that amongst team members. If you've got more team members as an admin console for the management of that sort of thing. Um, and here's the trick that team data is also excluded from training by default. So you can turn it on to, to include it, but you can also, it, it, by default, just anything you put in there for you and your team or your company and that kind of sense, if you're using it in a company sense, is uh, excluded from training data, which sounds really exciting. But um, it's $25 USD per month per person. And you have to note that if you are only like someone like myself or like Leanne, it is uh, priced annually with a minimum of two users. So it, if you're thinking about going from, oh, I'll just spend an extra five bucks a month to be able to get into the team platform, uh, you'll be spending 50 bucks a month um, USD to be able to actually achieve that, not 20. Uh, and then you'll, you know, you'll have to find someone else to be able to hopefully foot that cost with. Um, or to if you've got a team of more than two, great, you know, or more than one, great, you can you can go and um, obviously plug those things together and, and get it going. But um, I think it's good that you, the excluding of training data by default is kind of good. Um, the higher message cap, of course, would be very welcome. Um, I hit that thing all the time now, even with forty messages in three hours, it's just not enough. So to confirm that team data excluded, that means it just it's kept for internal purposes with that. GPT, it's not going to be available for the wide world. Well, right? it's not. It's not so much. Of, it's not just. It's not a GPT. So that's where the that admin console. I've not actually seen it myself, but the admin console comes in, and that's where you can say, you know, here's my team members, and any of the usage of the team the team members have would be excluded from the training data by default. They're getting. They're getting like you know. So all of us GPT four users and all of the people who are using GPT for free are giving it infinite amounts of training data every minute of every day anyway. So why would they need to? They wouldn't need to have like anyone, any of the corporate teams or any any team-based accounts um, having that kind of feature anyway. So um, they're just yeah. excluding that by default, which I think you can also turn on if I remember correctly. Um, so I'm just looking at there. They've got a bit of a description of it. Um, yeah, it just says the commitments would be that they don't train on your business data if you've got a team or an enterprise account or you use the api platform um you own your inputs and outputs you control how long your data is retained um, and then if you go into the enterprise version but there's a whole lot of other security stuff which i will not bore you with um but they definitely have those as, as kind of dedicated statements that they're suggesting they'll do 
with a team enterprise or API platform uh, account. I do like so that. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I'm glad they've introduced this team because before it was just, um, you know, plus and then enterprise, which is a massive jump to massive companies. Uh, yeah. So it is it's something for, you know, mm -hmm. if you get a five-person team or whatever, this would work well. Obviously, as you said, it's cost per team member, so it can increase. But this is where I think, you know, idea plans is you do more in-house training for teams. This is where it would come very handy. So I better look into this one because it's probably something I'll be training up teams. All right, let's all get on the same page, all use team together. Once again, yep. need to get that referral program happening, OpenAI. Uh, but yeah, I think that's, it'll be really helpful. And it's obviously going to be a lot cheaper than the enterprise, which I don't think I ever actually saw a price, which made me think it was super expensive. Uh, but I did see somewhere on a LinkedIn post that only like, 260 companies in the world were using it. So it makes me think it was real, uh, at least for the, I don't guess as beta testers or the very start, they've got a barely small group to begin with. Yeah, I mean, like you've, you've still got the the risk of you click a button, you go, you, your information goes somewhere, you don't know where that information is and you need to, you know, try to understand that that's a, that, that, that's a risk. That's something you might, you may have um, your information leaked out somehow if you're not careful. So like, I, I can understand why a lot of companies are hesitant to use this kind of technology um, that isn't in their own backyard. So if it's on their own server or in their own, you know, instance somewhere or, you know, that it's being secured, uh, which is sort of what your Microsoft Copilot's doing in that sort of sense, um, then I can understand why people cho are choosing not to just, you know, plug their entire companies into it and just and run wild. Yeah, agree. Yeah, so I guess we'll just see what happens with it. All right, guys, look, that's about it for the day. I know we've had a bit of a longer episode this time around, but the GPT store thing is kind of new hotness. Um, so is the, the Teams accounts, of course. If you want to connect with us, come over to you know, LinkedIn, find us on our own website, so, so that all the stuff will be in the show notes anyhow. And um, as always, we will catch you next time on the AI Train. See ya.